Welcome to the Happiness Dude Weekly Podcast, where we help you achieve more and be happier doing it. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Leonard. I'm excited to share with you some of the amazing stories and people like yourself that have found the secret to finding happiness in an ever-changing world. We will share real stories about real people. Let's be inspired as we seek greater happiness in our work and personal lives. In this episode, I interview Greg Clunas. He is the founder of Tiny Leaps Big Changes. You want to listen in as he explains the secrets to making big changes in your life through small and simple steps. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiness Dude podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Leonard, and I'm excited to have uh, an absolutely fantastic entrepreneur by the name of Greg, Clu- uh, sorry, Greg Clunas. He is the founder of the Tiny Leaps Big Changes community, and he is an absolute wealth of information. This guy has been doing just absolutely life-changing, absolutely core-defining practices for several years now. And I'm excited that we have an opportunity to learn from him and learn how that we could grow our businesses, our side hustles and everything that we're involved in to be more productive. Uh, Greg, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. And uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about Greg. What, who are you and what makes you tick? Sure thing. Uh, So as you mentioned, I am the founder of the Tiny Leaps community. So that is currently takes place in the form of a podcast called Tiny Leaps Big Changes, where I help people change their life by changing their day to day behavior. My my big focus is on habits, human behavior, goal setting, and, and just what can we do every single day to make progress. That is my big focus. Uh, and there's also a Facebook group attached to that with about 3,000 members and a larger community through my website. On the other side, I run a consulting company called Pod Simply, where I help experts who have a message get it in front of people via a top-ranked podcast. And so I took the same process that I used for my own show and my own community and just made that client facing, built a team around it. And now we've done 40 or so shows that have all just dominated the space. Um, so that that's more or less me, to be honest. I, I spend most of my time working. I'm one of those guys that uh, just is obsessed with what I'm trying to do and, and with the message I'm trying to to bring to the world and the people I'm trying to help. And so there's really not much deeper than that. Well, I know that that's plenty deep. And, you know, you, you said a few things that kind of tickled my, uh, my brain here a little bit. The first is I remember when I decided to become an entrepreneur and run my own business and I've owned a few, um, anything from, you know, a jewelry store, kind of a brick and mortar jewelry store to a distribution company, uh, who had the rights to the newspapers for a whole region to uh, obviously what I do now with the science-backed changes and science-backed how we can create more productivity, be happier doing it. But one of the great things that you said was, I work all the time. And one of the reasons why I got into my lifestyle and this idea of being self-employed was so that I could free up a lot of time so that Mm -hmm. I could do things like go to kids' soccer tryouts and go on family vacations. But I find I work 
more now than I ever did for anybody else. Do you find that to be true? 100%. I mean, listen, I love taking time off. I love spending time with my girlfriend, with my family. We just got back from a week-long vacation down in Jamaica. Like, I love that. But I find that now that I'm doing something for myself and building the things I want to build and leave in, in this world whenever I go, I'm just obsessed with it. Like, it, it's not even, it doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel like this is tough work that I need to to grind through. It feels like every single day I want to go further and I want to do more and I want to help one more person. And it, it just seems like, why would I want to sit and watch TV for seven hours? Like that doesn't seem interesting to me when I could be building something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so if you and I are kind of the same way, and I know our audience is as well, because many of you that listen to the Happiness Dude podcast are really focused on building a business and building a new change and really building for your posterity. And for those of us that just find that we're working all the time, what, what ideas do you have to help bring kind of this balance and to achieve more? Yeah, so a, a couple of thoughts there. Um, first, completely stop trying to get balance. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that. Let me add some context. So uh, I, I like to use this visual. So picture yourself, you're standing in a room, you're on your two legs, you're standing up, you're in perfect balance. Now let's say that you're standing in front of a table and on that table are your keys or a wallet or a glass of water or whatever it is that you might want to reach out for. The only way you get it is to reach forward and grab it, right? Now, in that process, you have to do one of two things. You either lean forward so you can reach it, or you take your foot off the floor and you step forward. In either of those scenarios, momentarily you're sacrificing balance in order to gain something. And and so the reason I tell people to forget balance, to stop pursuing it, is because balance is what you do when you're done when you no longer want to gain anything, when you don't want to move forward, when you are pumped about your life and you just want to stay exactly where you are. I don't believe that anyone listening to this show is at that place. And even if you got to a place that you thought you might be, I think every single ambitious person listening to this show is always going to want to do more and go further. And and so I say forget balance because it's impossible to gain if you also want to progress. So that's the first thing. The second is to remember that you're a human being. And if you have, one of the things I talk about on my show, and it's sort of been the the pillar of it, is that I break life down into what I call the six core areas. So you've got your fitness, your nutrition, your relationships, your emotional health, your career, your finances. And if we take each of those sections, and at any moment you're focused mostly on one, let's say, In your early 20s, you're heavily focused on career. Maybe 30s, you start having kids and you start focusing on family and and relationships. Um, At any point, whichever one you're focused on means you're sacrificing from the others because something has to give. You cannot pursue all of them at the same time and not sacrifice anything. That's just absolutely impossible. And, And so you have to be very mindful of where you're placing that focus. Like you have to pay attention and be conscious of where that time goes, where that energy goes, what you're thinking about day to day, where you're putting that energy into. 
if you're mindful of it and you can make that choice, then in your 20s, you're focused on career, you're putting your effort there and you're actively consciously choosing that. In your 30s, you're scaling back on the day-to-day grind of career to focus more on your family and your emotional health and those pieces. That's fine. Recognize that over the course of your life, you're going to be constantly rebalancing that portfolio. If you think about it in investment terms, you're going to be constantly looking and taking stock at what your life is made up of, where your focus currently is, and what whether or not that connects to where you're trying to go and what you actually care about in this moment. And that that's what life is. It's this process of constantly trying to pay attention and be conscious of where you are spending your time and where you are putting your focus so that you're not ever pursuing balance. You're just making sure that you can pursue the things you want without completely burning the bridges of everything else because that's not going to create uh, happiness or, or uh, a good feeling in later life anyway. Yeah. No, no. You know, I've listened to a lot of people recently about this whole misnomer of balance. And and it seems like there's been a great shift out there because for years and years, we've heard this term work-life balance. We need to have work-life balance. Companies are hiring specific professionals to come in and develop this idea of work-life balance. But the reality is, we're never going to be in balance. And if we are, like you said, we're going to be stagnant. And yeah. stag- stagnation to me is is a danger sign yep. because I don't mind feeling the pain of being stretched because I recognize when I'm being stretched, that's most likely when I'm going to grow and when I'm going to learn quicker, I'm going to have life-changing lessons that I will understand the more I'm being stretched, but there's going to be a breaking point like a rubber band. You can only stretch it so far before it snaps back. So how, mm-hmm. how, how can you help someone maybe find some semi balance so that they recognize mm-hmm. if they have these six core areas that they're not jeopardizing one of those. And the one that I see tends the two that I see that people tend to struggle with the most um, would be their family and relationships Mm-hmm. And then uh, their fitness or nutrition. Yeah. So what I've found is that it's exactly that that uh, rubber band analogy. And and you can think about it. If, if you're listening to this and you go to the gym often, you can think about it that way too. It's about being stretched and recognizing that the only way you grow is when you rest. Like that is where when you go to the gym and you lift heavy weights – you're not actually gaining any muscle during that lifting period. You're just destroying muscle. You're tearing those those muscle fibers. Uh, where you grow, where you actually gain muscle, is in the recovery period when you're resting, when you're sleeping, and that that's true of every area of our life. When you are struggling to balance your uh, work ethic and your career with your family, it's because right now you can't prioritize both of them. So maybe. You have that conversation with your spouse and you choose, okay, we're, we're young enough, we're, we're early enough in our, our, our family that I'm going to prioritize career so that later on in life we have more finances to use to build a, a stronger family and give our kids opportunity and whatever it is. And, and you make that choice. You are conscious about it and you choose. However, 
you're still going to have to rebalance. You're still going to have to take that rest because if you put everything you have into career, at some point you're ignoring everything else. And so whether it's every 90 days or every 120 or whatever the frequency is for you based on how you need to work and based on how your mind needs to work, you're going to have to take that family vacation because that's going to reconnect you. And by the way, actually just released today on the podcast an episode on this exact topic that's how you reconnect with why you're doing it. I'm assuming no one listening to this is working all the time just for work's sake. There is an end reason. They either want to provide for their family or they want the freedom or they maybe they just want to make a ton of money. Like whatever it is, you're not waking up every day just to work. You're doing it because there is a reason you started. And when you take that break, when you you backtrack, you go on the family vacation or you uh, stop doing every single weekend working for a period of time so that you can spend those weekends with your family or whatever it is, you reconnect to that why and to that reason for doing it in the first place. So to answer your question, Mark, uh, my advice is to pick your thing, like be conscious about it. And I, I keep using that word because I want to make sure people walk away with that life is about being conscious. We all make choices that we don't know we're making, and as a result, we end up with a life and we have no idea how we got there. If we can be more conscious in our day-to-day choices and our day-to-day behaviors, we have more control over where our life ends up. That is a simple facet that we all have control over, and if more people could recognize it, it would be, the, the, the world would be very different. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it would be incredibly different. But but my advice is make that conscious choice and then don't forget to rebalance. Don't forget to check in and see how the other areas of your life are doing and give them the time they need when they need it. That doesn't mean that every single day needs to go to it, but at some point you're going to have to eat something healthy so that you're not burned out from the high-carb foods that you're putting into your stomach every day. At some point... You're going to have to uh, do a quick stretch or, or walk around so that you aren't damaging your muscle fibers and, and your bone structure and so on and so forth. At some point, you're going to have to spend time with your family so that they rec- remember who you are. Um, at some point, you're going to have to rebalance that portfolio and not sacrifice what you want, but just step away from it for a second so that you can get a better understanding of why you're doing it. You know, as you said, most of our audience here, they know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. But sometimes they, like us, struggle with, all right, I know where I am now and I know where I want to be. How do I break down these steps? What recommendations mm-hmm. and suggestions would you have to help people break it down to these? I love the the visual with tiny leaps create yep. these, this idea of these big changes. How would you recommend someone set these tiny leaps? The very next action. It's a, it, I, know, I, I know exactly where uh, you and, and listeners who are struggling with this are coming from because I struggle with it too. I get it. But the point is, the one thing we all know is what the very next smallest thing is. If you decide, hey, I want to become president of the United States one day, You know what the very next small thing you need to do is, and that's not running for president. That might be going and taking a a speech and debate class. Like 
you know what the very, very next thing, as tiny as it might seem, is. The reason most of us don't do it is because it's small. Because it, it doesn't seem connected to that bigger, huge goal that seems impossible. But that's what the whole tiny leaps, big changes thing is, is that those small steps are what add up over time and compound into that bigger thing. So whatever that tiny, smallest step is, if you, if you want to start going to the gym and, and uh, working out and getting into shape, the smallest thing you can do if you've never been to the gym is just go to a gym. You don't even have to sign up. Just walk outside of it. Be near the area. That's the absolute smallest thing with no commitment whatsoever. And then the next day, you open the door. And then the day after that, you talk to the person at the front desk. And the day after that, you sign up for an account. The day after that, you stand in the weight room. The day after that, you lift a weight. All of a sudden, you're working out. Like it, that. That's how simple the process really can be is just what is that very small thing that will connect to the next small thing after it, but you don't have to worry about the next small thing because when you get there, you'll know what that small thing is. You know, and it's interesting because in our profession, we hear these phenomenal bestsellers who talk about, and, and I'm not going to name names, nor am I going to you know disparage anyone's work, uh, but we have heard these best-selling authors say, set these huge goals and go for it. But the reality is the only way to go for it is you have to take that first step towards what you said earlier, that glass of water. You have to be willing to lean forward. You have to be willing to take that one singular step, which will cause a little, little bit of off balance. And that's where we get uncomfortable. We get mm -hmm. uncomfortable being off balance. But the more we train ourselves that, hey, I took a step, we're, we're teaching our brain that, you know what? I could probably, because I've done it once, I could probably take another step. Yeah. And so this whole transformative process, there's some really big, wonderful words and great models and philosophies, but the reality is they all come down to the same simple idea, and that is take one small, simple step forward. 100%. That's the only way you're going to get there. 100%. And if... if if there's anyone out there hearing this who's like, you know, I don't believe that. Think about this, and and I know your show tends to be very science backed, and and I'm a I'm a huge uh, fanboy of that, and I I try to incorporate that into my show as much as I can. Um, but there is a, there is something really interesting about identity and and how we identify ourselves and what we attach our identity to. And, and the reason I bring that up, Mark, is let's say you want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro, right? But you've never gone mountain climbing. You've never gone rock climbing. You've never even gone bouldering. You have no identity attached to this thing. It's just this huge, crazy goal that is theoretically possible for you to do, but you're likely not going to because there's no identity attached to it. Now, let's say that you go and you take just a bouldering class, just one. At the, the basic level, easiest thing you can do. You go in, you take the class. Now, you start to think of yourself a little bit more as a climber, right? So now that, that goal of, hey, I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, that's a little bit easier. And it may not be noticeable because it's only been one tiny leap, one small step. And so you're only 1% that identity. 
But as you take more of those, as you do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, you gain more and more of that identity. And once you gain that identity, it becomes, from a, at least from a mental point of view, easy to think, hey, I can do that one day. And, and so I love the tiny leaps process because it's not just about doing the thing, which matters. It's also about gaining the identity. And as you start to gain it, it becomes easier for you to keep doing it. People who go to the gym regularly do that because they identify as people who go to the gym. People who run regularly do that because they identify as runners. People who, you and I, we're entrepreneurs. We Build businesses because, in part, we identify as entrepreneurs. Like it, it's, it's so crazy to me when you think that all you really need in some cases is the identity of that thing. And you may not have the physical side yet, but you're going to gain it because you're going to keep doing the thing that aligns with that identity. And that's what Tiny Leaps allows you to do is to slowly gain bits and pieces of that identity. Well, and not only are you gaining that identity, but you're validating it along the way because every step and every every motion towards progress that you make validates that that you're going in the right direction. And yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, from from a science perspective, right? Uh, everything we do is: can you measure it? Can it be validated? Can you replicate it? Um, do you know that once you do something, you will get the and expect the same type of results. Well, it, it absolutely is true. As you work towards becoming that world-famous climber for Mount Kilimanjaro, even though you've only hiked a desert trail, you know what? You can identify and validate through that process of making a step, becoming identified within that community, even if it is just your own thought is, this is who I am, because it, when, once you get there, it's amazing what happens. You begin to attract other people who think and act and do things the same way that you do. Yeah. And, and once we find that identity, it validates us, right? You're not the only person going to the gym, nor are you the only person on January 1st going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It, but as you continue to do that and continue to move forward, you'll find that other people will get on the exact same train that you're on. Mm-hmm. What, one, of the, one of the thoughts I'm, I'm having is, okay, so we, we've talked about, you know, what are these small habits and how do we even set these goals? Because that's kind of what we're talking about is making small measurable changes in our life and making sure that our balance is on the right thing. What would you say to the, the mompreneur who is going, yeah, Okay, Greg. Okay, Mark. That sounds great, but I have three little ones in diapers at home. My husband is working full time and I'm trying to start up my my Rodan and Fields, my Avon. I'm trying to start up my LuLaRoe, my Isogenics, whatever business that they're uh, identifying with. What What recommendation would you give to them to help them find the greatest success? Mm-hmm. Um, here's my thing. It always comes down to timeline. So taking a small step is always possible. How small the step has to be is what's variable. So if, if you've got seven kids that are all 
twins, babies. You've got a husband that's working. You like need to take care of your mom. Like if you've got so much packed in that you are honestly working 15, 16, 17 hours a day straight, you can still find a minute during that day somewhere to do whatever the small thing is or at least make progress on a single small thing. And and so where that ends up is for one person who has a little bit more flexibility and time, they might be able to accomplish their goal in five years. They might be able to accomplish it in two years because they can put in that time. For someone else, that same goal might take 35. But you've just got to be you've you've got to be okay with that. Absolutely, because achieving the goal is still achieving the goal. If I do it tomorrow or next year, or ten years down the row, uh, I am making progress towards that goal, and 100%. that is where we make the greatest improvements. Not just in our lives, but frankly, in our posterity, right? In our children, in our friends, and those that we mm -hmm. come in contact with. I uh, had a really cool experience this past weekend. We were visiting my wife's parents. Um, they're preparing to sell the home that my wife um, lived in when I met her uh, 27 years ago. And it was fun to be there and to help clean and help organize. One night after dinner, um, something miraculous happened. Grandma said, no, no, no. Let's not do the dishes. Those can wait. Let's spend some time together. And it was so odd to me because for years and years, it was as soon as meal was over, somebody was in there cleaning all the dishes, getting the kitchen back in order, making sure that everything was prepared for the next day. But her focus had changed from, you know what, that can wait because the most important thing at that very moment was sitting around the table and just talking. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes when we are entrepreneurs, we think that we need to do it all and we need to do it all right now. Yeah. And the reality is there are some things like dishes that can wait a few extra hours. Mm -hmm. it, the world is not going to stop with a dirty kitchen. No. And, and, and the beautiful thing is if you can find those small moments where you can put off something that seems like a must but really isn't, in order to do that thing, whether it's the Mary Kay or the Avon or whatever it is, and take that tiny leaps. Here's the part that I can't predict. For you, you might be in that 35-year group. Like Based on your current life, it might take you 35 years of very tiny actions every day to get that goal that you're looking for. What I can't predict, and this is completely up to you, is that as you make those steps... This is not a linear curve. It's exponential. The more you do, the more it's going to add on to what you've already done. And so if you were to project it out, it might say 35 years. But as you do more and more, and maybe you start to make a couple bucks from it five years out, 10 years out, you're making a few hundred extra a month, and uh, you can cut back on your hours at your third job. Now you've got more time to do it. And now 35 years drops down to 25 years. And then as you have more time you put on it, that adds to your ability to, to make an output. And at year 15, you're making a couple thousand bucks a month. And now you cut back even more. 
and in terms of your your hours spent at another job and now 20 uh, 35 years became 25 and then that becomes 18 and then three more years and you're doing it full time so my point is i don't know that that's going to happen for you however just because it seems like it's going to take the rest of your life doesn't mean it's necessarily going to the process of taking tiny leaps is an exponential growth not just a linear curve it absolutely is and as long as we each have the long game vision like you said earlier investing and making changes to your stock portfolio and making sure that you have everything rebalanced well success is measured not by by every single action I take today, but rather what effort can I give? And, th and that's a realistic effort. What realistic effort can I give on a daily basis that will make a change, maybe not today or tomorrow, but will make a change in the future so that I can give even more effort. The road to success is a long-term vision. And... Yep. In, in our microwave society, we tend to be used to just hitting a button and 30 seconds later, dinner is made for us. But that's not reality. Reality is we need to be okay saying, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. And, and I'm okay with that because as we look out into the future, as long as I'm making a conscientious step every single day, I'm making it one step closer to what I envision for the future. Yeah, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And and one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the years, because uh, I'm not historically a patient person and I still struggle with this, uh, but the, one of the biggest things I've learned is that that time is going to pass anyway. Like 10 years from now is still going to happen whether or not I take the actions every day. So I might as well take the actions every day and have that 10 years go by and, and put me in a good place, right? Yeah, absolutely. Greg, I have loved having you on the Happiness Dude podcast. This has been a lot of fun. It's been very enlightening to me. Uh, and I know for our listeners, this is really, this is solid information, solid steps that they can take to make those big changes in their life. That as you break it down into these tiny little leaps, tiny little steps, you know, you only have three options. If you're going to walk from Los Angeles to New York, uh, the options are you're going to make it, you are going to quit, or you're going to die along the way. And it sounds a little morbid, but those are really the three options that you have. And in my viewpoint, success, if I'm going to walk from L.A. to New York, is getting up every single day and making the steps necessary to get there. 100%. Greg, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We loved learning from you, loved the conversation um, for those of you that would like to know more about Greg Clunas, you can go to gregclunas.com. Um, yep. you, you can also search for his podcast, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. And isn't there also a Facebook uh, profile? Where, where else could they find out more information about you? Yeah, so the best thing to do is uh, do a search for that podcast, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Give it a listen. 
If you dig it, if you're into it, click subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and then join us in the Tiny Leaps Facebook group, uh, which is just facebook.com slash groups slash Tiny Leaps, or just do Tiny Leaps Big Changes in the search, and it'll pop right up. Fantastic. Well, thank you for your time. I'm looking forward to uh, learning and studying more about you and the great tiny leaps that you are making to help others achieve those big changes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Happiness Dude podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Leonard. If you've liked what you've heard today, make sure that you hit subscribe, either on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play, or anywhere else that you hear my podcast. Also, make sure you head on over to thehappinessbreakthrough.com. I have a fantastic quiz for you to take, and it's absolutely free. It will tell you what your current happiness level is. You won't want to miss that because it will give you a lot of great insight and information on steps that you can take to increase your happiness today. Thanks for listening.